0: What's up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm here today with another episode, but today I'm here with my friend Heather. Um, if you guys are in town or you like getting food delivery, you probably know Orange Crate. Well, she has something new today, and she was going to share it, but I'll let her introduce herself and everything. So thanks for joining me, Heather.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, As you said, my name is Heather, and I'm the owner of Orange Crate and soon to be a second company that we will talk about today called Green Crate.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I love the name, you know, kind of keeping the same premise. Yes. So as she said, yeah, it's going to be Green Crate. Um, I've actually known Heather for about five years now. We actually worked for a company called Waiter. It was another um, delivery service. We were both tech drivers after a while. And um, the company unfortunately shut down pretty much randomly one day. Um, So after that, I think that's when your orange crate kind of thing came out. So do you want to share the whole story?
1: Sure. So yeah, um, as you said, I worked for Waiter for a while. Um, When we found out that was closing down, um, Waiter actually had a larger delivery zone than Mm. anyone else. They were delivered to places no one else would. And so I saw that that need was there to be filled. Um, and, uh, I told my husband one day, like, I think I can do this better than the big guys. I think I know what I'm doing. He said, go for it. Uh, that was about six weeks before we opened our doors. I had everything up and running within six weeks. Um, and then of course we all know what happened right around March of 2020. Um, that was less than 60 days after I opened my doors when COVID hit and everything shut down and all of these small local restaurants really needed me. And, um, my, that's been my main focus for a long time is just keeping these local restaurants, keeping them in business without overcharging them um, and keeping customers happy.
0: Nice. And, you know, with that whole model, you know, you I guess you're moving it to cannabis now, right?
1: Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. We're um, trying to make sure that um, customers can have their cannabis delivered to them the same way that they get their food delivered to them, that same convenience.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah. And that's something that I feel is needed you know, it's something that we added into the law, you know, here that we knew was something that's needed. You know, if we have food delivery, why not have cannabis delivery? And at the time when the law was being written, you know, it was after COVID had already been going for about a year. And so it made even more sense for them to add that in there. So it's great to see that someone is actually in the area um, going about it and doing it now. So I hope to see Green Crate throughout the state. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's
1: that's the big goal. And, you know, there's a, a lot we've got some competitors out there already that have talked about coming in, you know, into Las Cruces. But the one thing I love about Las Cruces is we're all very attached to our community. We're all very attached to each other and not necessarily big fans of other people coming in with their businesses and trying to push their way in. And Las Cruces, it's my town. It's my community. These people know me Yeah. and my face is out there. They already know me from Orange Crate and Being able to use a company that you already know and trust, a face that you already know and trust, with something as important as your medicine,
0: super, super important. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, especially with when it comes to cannabis and everything. Because, and I was going to ask you this question, but I'm sure there's people who can't really leave their house who rely on services like
1: yours. Right. Well, and that's, honestly, that's how Green Crate came to be for me. Um, I'm a chronic pain patient. And I, myself during COVID had my own major flare up. I literally couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. My husband is active duty military. My daughter was only 17 at the time. I had no way to get my medicine. I was out of it and there was nothing there for me. And I just had the idea. I was like, this needs to happen. I know I'm not the only chronic pain patient here. It makes me a little emotional to be (laughs) honest. I know I'm not the only chronic pain patient that needs this brought to them and would like to not have to get out of bed when you're in so much pain that nobody else would be able to walk but here you are running around doing your daily errands getting your medicine like People like me need that. And I know I'm not the only one out there. And while we will be delivering to recreational users as well, the main focus for me was making sure that patients like me were able to get their medicine.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear because that's something that we wanted to add in to ensure that people that couldn't leave the house right. um, could still get their cannabis and their medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, even the recreational users, of course, they benefit. if You're a little too stoned on the couch and, you know, you yeah. know damn well you shouldn't be driving. Yes. Then, you know.
1: Eliminate those DUIs and DWIs. Yep.
0: Exactly. You know, and that's something that, you know, I kind of feel will, benefit the state in that direction yeah you know because there's times where someone's smoking and they maybe they run out and they're like oh now i gotta go to the store yeah. you know like you yeah. know, i don't, don't want to do that and so now you have that option and you know it's a better option you know i've we've been talking on and off about you know the model and everything through the years and um can you give an idea of maybe like what prices are like you know with uh, orange crate just on the food side so we can kind of get an idea for yeah crate? so
1: on the food side um it's going to differ a little bit um restaurants tend to have um less of an overhead than the shops do and i talked to a lot of dispensaries um as i was getting in trying to figure out how i was going to do this but what the overhead looks like after taxes and all of that stuff and a lot of people um misunderstand that they think dispensaries are making a ton of money off of these but once they pay their taxes and the insurance, you have to have plus the security like everything that huge overhead it looks like they have gets very, very tiny very, very quickly. Yeah, so I'm gonna pattern it very similar to the way that I do my restaurants. Whatever yeah. you can afford to pay me, um, you know, I'm gonna have an amount that I want to get, and whether I need to get that from the customer or I need to get it from the dispensary, however, that happens. It's kind of what we do with Orange Crate. I have a set commission percentage that I need to make. If the restaurant wants to pay all of it, make it cheaper for their customers. Great. If they can't afford to pay any of it, I'll pass that on to the customer. Yeah. I understand that sometimes that makes us a little bit more of the expensive, high class, if you will, delivery service. I believe you get what you pay for. Um, and I, I plan to do the same thing with the green crate side of things. If you're a smaller dispensary and can't afford to really pay me anything, that's okay.
0: We'll figure it out together. Yeah. And you know, it's supporting mom and pops. you know, and stuff Exactly. Like that. Supporting yeah. these
1: local places. Um, I don't, have a whole lot of plans to partner with any of the larger names in town. I really want to stay focused on these small local dispensaries just like I've done with orange cake.
0: Awesome. I'm glad to hear that too, because, you know, there's so much, you know, so many big MSOs or multi-state operators for those who don't, don't know, um, coming into the state and operating. It. it's great right. that, you know, someone is focusing on local. And we also have this issue of, you know, legacy market cannabis or black market cannabis and legal retail stores that it kind of hurts mom and pops, you know, right. you know, because you're not supporting local, you're not supporting the local growers. Right. And so you're you're supporting out of state entities that are sending cannabis here. So it's great that you have other companies that are just like, no, we really want to focus on the smaller guys, the one who want to get their name out there, you know, or or maybe even someone's partnering with someone and they have their product in the store and they don't know how to get their name out there. It's right. Like, well, now we're on Green Crate and you can get us straight to your door. Right. You know, if you order from this place specifically. Right. And so that opens it up more, and that's great to hear. Um, I mean, what are some other plans you, you got, you know, in store? I mean, it's such a great yeah. thing that you have going on.
1: So um, you and I have talked a little bit. There's still a lot that's under wraps because yeah. it's going to be. Um, Super, secret.
0: Yes, <laughs> very
1: much. Um, there's some things that we've been um, given permission to do that nobody else in the country has actually been allowed to do yet. So we're keeping that kind of secret. But um, the main goal, it's going to look very, very similar to a food delivery app or a food delivery website where you're going to be able to search for either your favorite dispensary, your favorite edible, your favorite brand, your favorite strain, you'll be able to search for that and order it directly from the website. Um, The details of how that's all happening and all of that stuff, that's what I'm keeping secret, but um, just imagine you're on the orangecrate.com website, but instead of-
0: Well, speaking of, let's pull that website up. You don't mind? Gino, can you get that up? Yep. All right, so we're gonna get the the website up so that we can give us a a hands-on uh, feel of really what the, the user is gonna be you know the, the user experience is really gonna be on this website so yeah
1: so it's gonna be very similar to this okay. um, you'll put in your delivery address uh very similar to where it has it on here um and then I don't know if he has an address like that he can put in there but um put in a address on there and let's
0: oh the studio <laughs> just let you guys know this is the address to the studio you know don't think it's like my or Gino's house <laughs> <laughs> So
1: as you can see here, it pulls up all of the restaurants that we're partnered with. Um, Those featured restaurants tend to be the less expensive ones, but um, it's going to look very similar to this. And instead of restaurants, you're going to be able to see dispensaries listed there. Um, There are going to be search buttons on there. Um, It's going to look very, very similar. As you can see, there's another 87 restaurants. We've got a lot, Um, but you can basically get anything you want food wise delivered from us as it is, but this will all be dispensaries. Um, the three little lines that are on the top right next to the shopping bag that will pull up um, a search option as well, where you'll be able to search by strain search by an edible, a brand, whatever you awesome. want to do. So it'll look, it'll look similar to this.
0: So you have the filter option, essentially. Yes. So yes there'll be a filter okay.
1: option. Um think weed maps, but then you don't have to go to the dispensaries page afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems a little bit easier too. And it's, it's more local um, driven because I've been talking to some of the dispensaries and like, oh, we stopped using Weed Maps, you know, because of this reason, we're on this other app, you know, that it's no one knows about. It's expensive to be about. on Weed Maps. I've I've heard. I've looked
1: into it. It's expensive <laughs> to be on Weed Maps.
0: <laughs> it's bougie, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. So if there where it says restaurant search on there instead of restaurant search, it's gonna say um, just search, and you'll be able to search by a dispensary or anything you want.
0: Nice. Okay. Do you, are you? Is there any plans for like maybe like uh, prices, like price point, like what you're looking for? Maybe? Yes. So okay. there
1: will be able to um, pull up price points. Um, you'll be able to sort by which dispensary has it the least expensive, mm-hmm. which one has the less fees or, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Nice. And see like this side where the filters are, you can filter it. That'll all be um, geared towards the cannabis side of things instead.
0: Nice. And so, I mean, just, off topic a little bit i mean for the people that are watching that maybe want to work with you or you know orange crate or green crate um how do you pay your employees i mean how did they actually get paid or you know there's it because we were a waiter you know we got paid um a certain amount and then plus tips right the same kind of concept so yeah
1: it's very similar to that concept um we pay very similar to um, the pay structure itself is very similar to other third-party delivery apps for uh, we're talking orange crate because the pay for green crates can be a little different. But okay. for orange crate, um, it's paid very similar, where you're considered a 1099 contractor. Um, you get paid 85% of our delivery fee, which starts at $5, and then um, you get your gratuity on top of that. Now, the reason I call it gratuity is it's very important. A lot of people don't know this. In the state of New Mexico, um, the law differentiates between gratuity and tip. A tip mm. must be voluntary, gratuity can be mandatory.
0: Got
1: it. So I make sure that my drivers are paid. For the work they are doing so we call it gratuity because it is mandatory that you pay my drivers for the work they've done for you you can pay them in cash you can pay them on a credit card when you place the order it doesn't matter as long as they're being paid for the work they do in addition to that um because we are so local if a menu needs to be updated things like that i don't have time to drive around to you know the hundred plus restaurants you yeah, saw yeah. There. i pay my team to do it for me okay. um and those drivers that get on with orange crate are actually, going to be the ones that um, I trust to bring on to Green Crate to work. Okay. Um, obviously, you've got to be 21 and there's a lot of training that goes into it. The drivers that we have set up currently um, to deliver cannabis are all um, completely HIPAA certified, five star certified. We've done extensive, extensive training with all of them.
0: That's good to hear. They're
1: badged, mm-hmm. they're background checked. Um, and fun fact for anybody that doesn't know this if you use another Delivery service for cannabis, the state does not require that anybody be background checked except the owner of the service.
0: Oh. So I've
1: taken it upon myself. I already background check all of my delivery drivers for Orange Crate. So all of my green crate drivers are also completely background checked. You know who's coming to your door every time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great to hear because you know it's it's not going to be a situation where you, you get the cannabis thrown there and the doobies half smoked or something. Right. Or, you know, like something's open or missing. Yes. You know, so that's good to hear because. You know, some of these delivery apps, you know, the people that work for them aren't the nicest or, you know, right. straight shooting people in the world, but, you know, you get that anywhere. But, you know, you're actually taking the extra precautions that you don't even have to take. Right. You know, you're not even required to do this. You're doing it because you want to ensure that the customer is going to have a great experience yes. and a great product in the end. That's great to hear because customer experience is something that this industry is lacking. Yes. Um, and, you know, just having good customer um, skills in the first place right. is something that we're lacking, too. But the customer experience is something that lacks heavily, and you've taken that and you're saying, no, we're actually going to do this and do it right. Right.
1: Well, and that's why I'm using, utilizing my Orange Crate drivers first. Yeah. Um, And you Makes know, sense. for anybody now, because we're not launched with Green Crate yet, you know, we're we're still ninety to 120 days out at this point from launch. Um. But you know, Most for that anybody time. that wants to come on to Green Crate, it, there will be a requirement that you at least drive for Orange Crate for a little while because I need to make sure I can trust you with someone's food before I can trust you with something like cannabis it's it's a lot more laws a lot more restrictions on it and if i can't even trust you to get someone's food order right i'm not going to be able to trust you to get their cannabis order right so um so yeah that the main pool of drivers is is going to be pulled from my orange grape drivers
0: nice yeah well you know i'm really glad that you've you know done the work and actually trained these people you know extensively um maybe that came from you know being a military wife for so long i have no (laughs) clue but you know it was a great idea to do that you know and when we did work for waiter, they did train us, you know, fairly good, you know, there's, yeah. there's good training. So, I mean, you know, I can kind of see that coming in there, but you know, a lot of people just skip training altogether because right. they think it's not important, but you think people need to know how your company works and how they're expected to, you know, act on the, on the right. spot, or
1: they just hand you a bag and say, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> good luck out there <laughs>
1: right. with an app you've never worked on. <laughs> yeah. And so,
0: you know, you're sitting here trying to figure it out. So it's yeah. great that, you know, you're doing that. Because, you know, now they know how to navigate it. There's no excuses of, you know, why this went wrong or et cetera, et cetera. So that's great. You're covering all bases. Um, That's great. And so you said about 90 days that you're going to be.
1: 90 to 120 days out at this point before official launch. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, congratulations. And, you know. I guess for the people out there, how can they find you? You know, like websites or contacts. Um, so
1: for right now, our obviously, the only website I have available to the public is the Orange Crate website. But um, I do have a texting um a phone number that dispensaries and customers can text. Okay. Um, and if they send the code word, um, so if you're a dispensary that's interested in this, um, you would just text Green Dispensary, um, and I'll give you the number in just a sec. But if you text Green Dispensary, that'll put you on a mailing list. It's basically an email list that will keep you updated on um, what's going on, where we're at in the process, when we're gonna get launched, when we have an official date. And it will also come with some discounts as a dispensary on commissions and fees. And then customers can also text green customer to the same number. And when they text, they will also be put on a mailing list, kept updated on what we're doing and when we're gonna launch. And they will be put in an exclusive rewards club for things like free delivery and um, free pre-rolls, things like that that we'll we'll be able to offer them. And I gotta remember the numbers, give me two seconds here. so yeah, you can text um, green dispensary to 575-386-8790, or you can text um, Green Customer to 575-386-8790. And we'll get you on that list and we'll get you informed.
0: Cool. And I'll get that information down in the description for you guys so that way it's a click just a click away. You don't have to like rewind or wait. Um, but thank you for you know giving that maybe someone's quick with the draw and get it down during <laughs> watching. Um so yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, thank you for joining me again. And you know, good luck on this green crate thing. It's a really great model that you have going. You, know, you already have the delivery to, to back you up on, you know, uh, how good of a company it already is. And I can't wait to see what, you know, comes from this because there's a lot of people who actually rely on it. Um, So yeah, thanks for bringing this to somewhere that really needs it. You know, Las yeah. Thank you
1: guys for having me. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to work with you guys more and see you out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure I'll see you around and you know, I'm glad that you decided to stick around for the rest of the show too. And before we move on, I wanted to ask you this earlier, but it didn't really tie into anything that we're talking about. How many military spouses do you feel or do you know or off the top of your head that use cannabis or rely on it?
1: Um, To be honest, I couldn't give you an exact number. I don't know. Um, It is still very secretive. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though it's legal in the state, it's still federally illegal. So it's still kept very hush-hush. There Mm -hmm. are like select Facebook groups for us and things like that. but what I would say is probably well more than you would think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, they can't have it on base, mm-hmm. but um, there are, just in my experience, um, even before it was legal recreationally and if, with spouses getting their medical card, um, there were a lot of us that shared which doctors we could go to to get nice. our medical cards and without the military researching it through TRICARE and all that kind nice. of stuff. So, yeah, there's a, a very large amount. Just think. Let me put it this way. Any of the moms that you see, not any, a lot of the moms that you see posting, I need a glass of wine after a long day. They probably also need a bong after a long
0: day. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: yeah. So we'll just, that, yeah. That life ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that
0: military wife life ain't easy. So Ooh, I've know. been
1: doing it. Oh my gosh. October will be 20 years.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. You need a doobie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus I just got done raising a teenage daughter that's moving out. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: You need a nap and a doobie. Oh, definitely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that for me. If you're anybody that, you know, needs resources or questions on it, message me. I'll reach out to Heather. Um, and then I'll try to get you guys in contact. You know, I, I know it's really hard You know, trying to navigate something that's federally illegal when you're military spouse, you know, and all that. And you, you're really scared and I get it. Um, so if, You have any questions reach out to me and i'll try to help you with whatever resources i have you know in that area so i mean i hope you don't mind
1: no 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 i've got little secrets of like how to keep it from your husband and like not not that sounded bad how to keep it to where your husband doesn't have access to it. So if something does come up, you're safe and he's safe and he doesn't lose his career over it. There are certain things you have to do. And I know all of that information. So nice. I'm happy to share it with anybody that needs it.
0: Nice. Yeah. So like I said, just reach out to me and I'll, I'll get you in contact with Heather and she can help you out with that. So I just wanted to ask that because, you know, I know your experience from being a military wife is very extensive. Yeah, and so, so that- I wanted to you know ask that because, you know, I'm not a military wife. I'll just in the army. Right. Um, so I didn't really have to deal with that side of it. And I always wondered, because I saw a lot of spouses who And I was like, how many are there? There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. I was like, dang. It's a
1: stressful life. There's a lot of us. Oh, you're
0: telling me, just even finding out that you're deploying, you're like, oh, this sucks. And then, you know, everyone else around you is affected too. So, yeah. But Anyway, uh, we're going to move on with the conversation. I just wanted to, add that piece in there, you know, because there could be a military spouse watching the show and you know, yeah. I'm not aware of it and you need some help. So yeah, reach out to me and uh, we'll just get on to the next topic, which is actually going to be about bio track. Have you used BioTrack yet?
1: I've had to. Yeah. yeah that's Ooh. how we have to track for our customers when we do green crate. Oh, we really? We had to get a login and everything. Yeah. So
0: are you going to provide training for that too? Cause I mean, you're already doing a good job on the other side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually all has to be done through me. So the dispensary has to track it, that they've given it to me and or to my driver. And then my driver has to, Give it to the customer, and so in addition to the dispensary tracking it, I then have to go into BioTrack and track which driver took it and who they delivered it to. And, and right now, it's all very manual and very time-consuming.
0: Well, that is unfortunate to hear because I kind of feel like being in 2023, things should be a little more streamlined. Yeah. Um, and they shouldn't be so archaic because I mean the user interface of that program's kind of suck. Yeah. Um, it's gotten better. Um, but the user interface of it, the UI, is just atrocious. Um, you know, you have to click seven times to get to one thing, and, you know, it's, it's all over the place. And I was just wondering, I, I didn't even think of it. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder if she's used Biotrack yet. Yep, you know, I mean, have to. It's been nicknamed BioTrash and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, but the company actually decided to come out with some training videos. And Oh, the, oh
1: I did get an email on that actually. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. And so
0: the, they came out with some training videos and the CCDs promoting it and everything. And you know, the ones kind of distributing um information. So if you guys are having issues with your employees learning, yourself learning, they actually have training videos now. So now you can either set up a meeting and have all your employees watch it and they can ask questions as you go or you can have them watch it on the free time You yourself on your free time i feel like this is going to save people a lot of time and money for training yeah um, because if you have the company making the videos um they tend to do a little bit better job than it would be me trying to screen record right. <laughs> and trying to click click um, is this something that you would want to use?
1: Well, yeah, because as a company, one of the things a lot of people don't realize with BioTrack is you can only update and change things a certain amount of times before they lock your account on BioTrack. Yeah. And that's why they start doing these videos because there were so many people like, No, you can't lock it. I just didn't know what I was doing, like please unlock it and it became an issue. So having these videos is going to eliminate a lot of the issues of dispensaries and delivery services, getting their accounts locked because they just don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah and you know it's just like we were talking before you know they hand you the bag and say good luck
1: right and that's (laughs) what biotrack essentially did so yeah Yeah. i think the videos are going to be great i do that with my drivers there's a video training on what to do in addition to their hands-on training so this is yeah i think this is a good way to go i don't think it's perfect nothing i think i think it's a good step forward Mm -hmm. um I think there's still ways to go, but I think it's, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. If we had a friendly u- user interface, we wouldn't I need this, right? right.
1: exactly. <laughs> Make that a little better would be okay. But no, I think this is definitely, I think it's going to help everybody.
0: I do too. And if you're, you know, a, a cannabis, you know, business owner and you're curious about this, you know, check your emails. Um, the CCD is probably most likely emailed you. They even emailed me um, about it. That's how I found out about it initially. And now it's being kind of um, dispersed a little bit more. It's probably even on the CCD website. Yeah. Um, you can probably find it there. So, Help is here. I understand that, you know, Biotrack isn't perfect. We've been using Biotrack in New Mexico for a very long time now. We used it when we were medical still. And even then, you know, there was woes and people hated it. and We were looking for alternatives. Um, would you feel that maybe if the state did their own, it would be better?
1: Um, Gosh, that's a tough question to answer because I don't <laughs> want to misspeak on the people that hold my license. Um, <laughs> They are very basic, even in their um, CCDS right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that they have overlooked that other states have in their CCDS and things like that. And I, I fear that the same would be true of them creating their own tracking system. That there's certain things would be overlooked. Um, and you know, as an entrepreneur who has started companies, you have to, you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. you have to be able to start with, okay, this system is already set up for me to do what needs to be done. And I think that's what BioTrack is for them. I don't think it would be any better if they did it themselves because that's not what they're there for. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's, no. that's not what they're good at.
0: Yeah. And so, I agree. You know, like a, I know this past legislative session, the, the state was really looking towards coming up with their own. You right. know, there was a bill and everything in it. And, you know, it didn't pass, you know, luckily, because I agree. You know, um, you already have these third party companies that are working on it themselves and they've been working on it for years. We essentially would be starting all over. Right. You know, from the ground up, you know, version. essentially. Well, we're
1: still a baby cannabis state. We're one of the newer ones. Like, take advice and you know, again, the people who know more than you do. What system does the highest selling state? What do they use? Like, go with that because that you they you already know that someone else knows and trusts that system, just like a referral
0: go with what you know and trust. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it might be time for us to maybe start chopping around for another tracking system. You yeah. Know, uh, there are a
1: couple others out there.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's not just metric and, you know, BioTrack anymore. There's a couple more that right. come up in the past few years and, I think maybe it's that'll be my next company. <laughs> maybe it's a good idea. <laughs> my husband
1: said one company a year, so
0: <laughs> so just to keep you I restricted. Get these ideas, just to keep you restricted. You're going to be too freaking yeah. successful. <laughs> He's
1: just going to be too stressed.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, guys, if you you need help with it, there is help. You know, now there's at least videos instead of because I've looked at the BioTrack website and the user manual. It's just as bad as the user interface for the website. It's just. All kinds of crap on the web left side and you're just like, well, what if I have something is there a search bar? Like, you know, it's it's really confusing. So the fact that they have videos to help you out, it helps a lot. But is it gonna fix all of the issues? Hell no. Um right. the, there's so many issues with this that it's gonna take a lot more than just some training videos to really get it to where it needs to be or where it should be at right. this point because it's been over 15 20 years, fifteen years probably that they've been a business right and doing this. So it should Work a little bit better. However, there's a the way things are and way things should be. Yep. And at the end of the day, we're stuck with BioTrack, and you know, let's just be glad that we have the training videos.
1: Yes. So for sure.
0: Um. But yeah, that's really all I had about the CCD thing. I just wanted to you know put that out there so the people who um have cannabis establishments, if you aren't aware of this, now you, hopefully you are, and you can train your employees or yourself if you you know you're lost or you need you know just some help. So, um, <clears throat> moving on to the next um, thing, do you have anything else on that one? I
1: was just gonna say this is more of like a keyboard hack, I guess. If you are on those manuals and you can't, like, you don't wanna scroll, I'll, I just realized a lot of people don't realize if you hit Control F on your keyboard, it pops up a search bar. Oh, okay,
0: so it's uh, in text, cool. Yeah, like, just a
1: little tech thing, yeah. just Control F on any keyboard, Good. and you'll be able to find it yourself and search for it without a search bar in there. So, just a little hint there. I was afraid left. it was
0: like a PDF thing and you can't Control F on it because, you know, it's not a, anyway, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, you can Control, do control F, F. It.
1: it'll pop up a little search bar, you can find anything you want.
0: Control F is your friend. Use yes. it as much as you can. I use it all. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so that's a really good tip. You yeah. Know, maybe someone will use it. Um, but moving on, we're going to be talking about real quick, Texas. And I understand, you know, New Mexico. Why do we want to talk about Texas? Well, their medical um, expansion failed in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not really surprising to me. I don't know about yourself. Um,
1: no, not really surprising. Disappointing. Yeah. Not surprising.
0: Yeah, it, it is disappointing because, you know what? Uh, you know we, we we say so many things and like all oh, these damn texans and stuff but at the end of the day they deserve like a good cannabis program just like mm-hmm. anybody else just like us you know they shouldn't have to suffer um just because we have a little rivalry going on with them um there's really no point you know colorado didn't wish the same on us you right. know what i mean you know when we didn't have legal so it failed it failed in the senate and it was a they have a very low thc program to start with it's pretty much a cbd program um, and I guess the bill would have increased the THC to a certain amount and it failed in the Senate. And a lot of people are disappointed and it sucks. But at the same time, I kind of figured it didn't have much of a chance just because of the fact that it's Texas. Right. You know, they're probably about four or five years out before either legalizing or fixing this because every year almost it's just the same. Oh,
1: right. Keeps you know, getting put up. It's kind you know. of similar. My family's all from Louisiana. And it's very similar. There's a lot of cannabis users there and they've brought it up to the Senate several times and it just keeps failing. They don't even have medical there. There's nothing there and it just keeps failing. And it's disappointing. Like I said, my family's there. There's cannabis users there. Yeah. It just keeps failing.
0: There's cannabis users everywhere. And that's one thing that people fail to understand. You know, it's not just a California thing or a Colorado thing. There was cannabis users there before it was legal. Right. You know, and there's cannabis users everywhere right now, even where it's not legal. Um, so like even like a state like Indiana. (laughs) Right, yeah, (laughs) random
1: place, Rhode Island. There's probably somebody out there. (laughs) Yeah, there's
0: people smoking weed heavily over there. So um, this is something I just wanted to, you know, bring up to you guys, let you know that you know this did fail. They had several different things going on. Um, but at this time, you know, it's just not gonna happen in in Texas. However, I will say that it's unfortunate for the Texans to go through this. However, it's good for us in New Mexico for the long run because our sales still stay up because if not if they did go legal, you know, if they went full legal, we would probably suffer like Colorado is right now. Right. Colorado, their market is suffering because not only did we go legal, Arizona went legal, right. Montana went legal. And when we went legal, Texas residents went with us. Right. So they come here instead of going to Colorado now. Um, and I'm sure you have, you know, a few Texans that will go to Colorado, but for the most part, they just stop us on the park. Right. You know, and then head on back or you know, hobbs or Carlsbad, you know, right. one of those other places. So it's unfortunate, but at the same time we still benefit. Right. Uh, you know, like because I'm sure you'll have Texans that will want delivery from a ho- to a hotel. You know, I'm sure you guys deliver to hotels quite a bit too, right? Cannot legally deliver marijuana to oh, any yeah. better residence. Oh, I forgot that part. It's too bad. It
1: can't even be head housing. It yeah, has to yeah. be a privately owned
0: residence. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. Well that's something, you know, that they've done and I didn't figure that they would have done cuz I thought it was the other way I'm
1: fighting that bill by the way. Yeah, I'm I mean, fighting that change.
0: Yeah, that's something that there's several things that need to change in that bill. like, yeah. you know, like having micro businesses with only 200 plants. You know, that's a little ridiculous, you yeah. know, you can't really stay competitive and there's with that. a lot of
1: stuff that they have in there that when you ask about it they go, "Well, we didn't say you couldn't." And you're like, "That's not an answer."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not really want to hear. I don't want to work in the gray. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> a <laughs> really chance. But, so But
1: no, I I mean I'm I'm glad that our you know, especially for us, our local dispensaries are going to get more, you know, keep their income from the Texas residents, but I can't help but think of like Dallas or, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are closer to Louisiana where it's not legal and they're going to be probably even further out than Texas is yeah. like they're driving hundreds of thousands of miles for medicine. Yeah. And like that just like, I want it legal, but at the same, like, I'm glad it's helping ours that it's not, but also for that side, I, I can see it for that end of it as well. It's, Not fair to those people.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. It's the same way because, like, it's not fair and it sucks. But at the same time, you know, we benefit. But, you know, those people that are so far, like in Austin, Mm -hmm. you know, even the very far east side of Texas, you know, like, you know, near um, Arkansas and everything and like Louisiana and all that. And even Oklahoma, you know, the people, you know, near Oklahoma, you know, they still have to drive several hours to get to Oklahoma, even though it looks like it's far. Right. You know, like, it, Oklahoma is a medical only state, you know, for some of you don't know. Um, and so, yeah, even then, you know, and that sucks. So yeah, they're kind of left to on their own and to do illegal things, you right? Know? Like even going to Texas, they're so used to it. And I'm so used to being in a legal state. I'm like, this is so weird. I don't like this. You know? Yeah. Like, you
1: feel uncomfortable going just like, we have to go my husband's military doctor. It's like, we have to go to the base out there. And like, Just driving to go to the doctor and I'm like, oh man, did I take that out of the car? Am I going to get pulled over? Is that going to be in the car? Like you just get panicky almost about it. And it's very frustrating, especially living this close to the Texas border when going there for like Western Playland and like all those things are fun stuff over there. And you have to immediately... Be paranoid of like, oh crap, did I take that out of my car? Maybe I'm the yeah. only one that gets paranoid. No, I'm the head. same way. I'm like,
0: oh, is that there? I'm like, how about I get pulled over? I'm right. gonna see my New Mexico plates, you know? Yeah, like and or assume like,
1: like, oh, they're going five miles over, I must pull them over. Now we're gonna check your car, and you're like, crap.
0: Yeah, like, oh, here we go, yeah. you know, ruining my day. So, yeah, and you know, that's one thing that if they did legalize it, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. You know, like it'd be something that we worry about less. But, you know, like I said, it is what it is. But, you know, Texas, good luck next year. um Maybe you guys can get that, you know, medical cannabis program. Uh, up and going better, you know, because like it's pretty much a CBD program. But uh, through weight, you know, I guess they've found a workaround. It's like 1%, but if 100 milligrams is a certain way, then you know they can have more THC in the whole gotcha. bottle. um So that's kind of helped them, but at the same time, it shouldn't be that way because it's like, yeah, it's like having a regular program with extra steps, right? You know, and it shouldn't be that way. Is um, Kratom legal in Texas? Is what? Kratom? I don't know. I've never thought of that. Yeah, you know, I know it's legal here, but yeah. you know, I don't know just if it's in Texas. Yeah,
1: irrelevant. Just yeah.
0: thought if you guys know, just put it in the comments. Is it legal there or not? <laughs> 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 so that's under, that's all we're talking about. Um, Texas. Oh, I have two of the same things printed right here on accident. Um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Okay, yeah, he's gonna pull it up for me real quick. I have the last um thing. Let me see. Actually, I could probably pull it up right here. Because um I had to replace one of the pages. Do do do. You're probably gonna have to edit, dude. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, no, you're gonna have to. I'm not. Cause we're sitting here. I could okay, do a tap dance and I know, I do a little tappy tap. Here we go. You used to
1: be a cheerleader. I do some cartwheels. Yeah, pedals. so this Boom. one's
0: important. I don't know why I don't know why I forgot about it. Just probably because you know, I was like, oh no, I freaked out. Um, So the Las Cruces City Council is going to have a vote on the distance between cannabis establishments. Um, This is really, really important because if you are trying to open up a new uh, retail establishment or you're trying to get somewhere in the city or move, this will make it a lot easier for you. What happened is um, when they started setting up regulations and stuff in the city, they decided to add a buffer um, for the cannabis dispensaries. Um, being distanced to each other however they implemented a special use permit so in the end it kind of didn't really matter and they said that themselves like yeah you know come to find out we did that special use permit and it's just not really working because you still can get closer with a special use permit and so now this vote uh, well, there's two votes that are going to be taking place. I to put two two up, but two votes that are taking place. Um, one is to get rid of the ordinance, and the other is to get rid of the um, special use permit. Um, we need to get rid of both, and so we need a lot of support from the community. and That's why I'm talking about this because this is actually your guys's opportunity to do something in the industry because I can't make it that day. Yeah. um Unfortunately, so normally I try to show up to these, speak, and you know, give you know my two cents of you know what I know from the industry. But unfortunately, I can't make it that day, so it's going to be up to you guys to actually do it. The industry people, people who care, um, are you going to be able to make it at all? I, mean, I don't even the, know what
1: day it is. It's I don't, on the
0: fifth, Monday. No,
1: I've got a daughter moving to Albuquerque. Oh yeah, yeah, she's
0: <laughs> she's got some family stuff going on, so she's not going to be able to do it. But if you guys are available, you're in town, you know, this is going to be very important, you know. Um, to have city council get rid of these two things. Cause we have bars that are in the same plaza. There's like five bars in one plaza. Then you have like bars right next to the door to each right. other. So it doesn't really make sense.
1: Mexican restaurants right next to each
0: other. Like why yeah. is this any
1: different? If yeah, you want to ex- compete with your neighbor, compete with your neighbor.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have circle K's literally across the street <laughs> from each other, like a little circle K and a circle K feet from each other. And so. We're dollar generals. Yeah. All over, <laughs> like, over the place. So, you know, it was a little unfair to do this to canvas. I mean, how do you yeah. feel about
1: it? No, I agree. I think, I'm I'm very much a keep the government out of my business person so for them to say like you can't set up here you can't set up like what why what is your reasoning for it like the guy next door doesn't like it okay yeah like if if the cannabis dispensary next door is fine with competing with me because we have different products or different strains or whatever. Then why does the government care? Yeah, why exactly. is it any of their business? Yeah, so like that's, why would
0: they, that's kind of my opinion on it, but I'm the same way, <laughs> you know. Like, why would they care how many and the, the numbers that are put in place are always arbitrary? Yeah, you know, it's always just a random, a random yep. It's not like it's what a,
1: 300 feet, yeah. 300 why feet. not 250? That's a more whole number that 255, you know, that's one that people count. Yeah. By, like, yeah, arbitrary numbers,
0: yeah. And that, that's how it always is. So, I'm glad that the city is stepping in and saying, okay. We tried this out. Didn't work. Right. You know, let's try to get rid of it now. However, we need your guys' support um, from the local businesses and you know, even local residents who want to get rid of this because it's just not fair to the, you know, to the dispensaries. Right. You know, like you have all of this space, but someone can't use it because they're too close to somebody. That right. doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so I'm glad that this is happening, but I'm not going to be able to be there. Um, it's going to be on the 5th of June, which is a Monday. It's going to be at City Hall here in Las Cruces. Um, I'm not too sure of the time. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be probably around two o'clock. That's usually when they start having these around one or two PM in the afternoon. Um, if you can be there, please be there. It looks like it's gonna be a long session because they have a few things to vote on. So if you're kind of sitting there thinking this is gonna be quick, no, this is government, it's not fast. You know, this is something that's probably gonna take a couple hours. However, it's very important that we get as many people up there speaking about this as we possibly can, because if not. And they're not going to hear our side and they're going to side with someone else because it only takes two people. And I'm going to keep saying this to become from constituent to constituents. It only takes two. And sometimes even one person voicing an opinion against what we believe um, can do that to us. And Especially if
1: that. it's backed up with with truth or facts or, no. you know, like you have not just I'm a person that doesn't think this is okay yeah to be able to back it up with I'm a dispensary owner and I would be fine with this. Like I think that would go a long way too. So as dispensary owners, if you guys can get out there, I think that would be super important as well.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you you know chiming in with that too because it is very important that, you know, you guys, believe it or not, and then regardless if you like it or not, you guys are community leaders. And being a cannabis business owner, that automatically puts you in as a leader. You know, you're leading a company, you're leading a bunch of employees, you are leading in the industry. So As a cannabis business owner, it's your responsibility to ensure that you have a good industry. And so if you want a good industry, it's up to you to, you know, to go in and do it too. You know, so you also want to, you know, lead by example. Right. And, you know, this is a great way to do it, to show people that you actually care. And, you know, you can give people an insight that normally people don't get, even myself. You know, like, you know, I don't know everything that goes on. Um, I know a lot, but I don't know exactly what goes on at your establishment day in, day out, every hour throughout the day. You do. And you can give that um, to the city council and you can tell them exactly what's going on and what you deal with. And maybe removing this will help you out. You know, like people that are afraid of competition, of course, they may go against it for whatever reason. Um, but for the most part, I don't see this being a real issue. I mean, we don't do this with anything else. Yeah, you know, There's no point in having
1: I say, I always say, I'm only competing with myself. I have a ton of competitors in the food delivery industry. I'm not competing with them. I'm only competing with myself.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So that's all I really want to say on this one, guys. Um, One more thing on that note is um, we still have a ban on outdoor consumption um, Mm -hmm. in the county. That's a county thing, not really a city thing. So when that comes up, I'll let you guys know. I'm not too sure when it's going to happen. I hope it happens soon. Um, So that way we can get more outdoor consumption to our consumption lounges Mm -hmm. uh, because it just makes more sense. Yeah, like people love smoking outside. In you know, we live in
1: a beautiful place. I don't want to be stuck in my house doing that. No, beautiful out here. I don't want to be
0: stuck in a building doing that (laughs) either. You know, like there's places like have really great outdoor seating. Yeah, I just. I mean, this
1: time of year, I would rather be in the AC, but you know. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: that's true. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we live in a beautiful, beautiful area. And again, it goes back to why do you care where I'm smoking at? Why is it any of your business? Yeah,
0: like, why does that matter? But yeah, then again. So anyway, guys, um, that's all I have for this week. Do you have anything before we get out here?
1: No, just thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad I was able to come out and do this. Of course. Be a part of all of it and give my... A little two cents on some things.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, I'll, I'm looking forward to having you on again, get to give everybody the update. Maybe we'll do it again in 90 days when you open up. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. That'd be always <laughs> cool. lots of fun. Let's do that.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week and this episode. I'll see y'all next week. All right. Cheers. Bye.